On today's episode, we have Shalise Pugh. She's a registered dietitian from Atlanta, Georgia, with experience in clinical and medical sales. She has a passion for helping women lose weight with the keto diet. Her grandma and patients suffering with seizures was what first sparked her interest in the keto approach to living healthy. Welcome to the show, Shalise. You can find her on Instagram at keto period fay period weight loss. So Shalise, can you share with us where you started out versus where you are now? Absolutely. I did not have a business. Well, let me take that back. I had a business name and I had a business name at the beginning of the year. And I'm sure other dietitians can relate was starting a dietitian, but was, I mean, starting dietitian, starting a business, but was living in my head. And so I realized that I needed some coaching. I needed some help. And so joined the dietitian boss group. And now I have an Instagram feed. I have a group program. I actually have a business because I have clients. <laughs> and so I'm so excited to um, actually say that I have more than just a business name. I have a business and I am running a successful group coaching program. Wow. So, so, so relatable. I think a lot of people start with that. Like I've got a name, I've got a website, you know, they have all these things, but the client part, which makes it an official business. So thanks for sharing how you went from having the name to actually being able to have the clients and start getting to that real life business that you were craving. So that's awesome. Can you share with us about the types of clients you work with? and what your current niche is. Yes, so my niche is the ketogenic diet. And so I am working with women who want to lose weight. And these women want to lose 30 or more pounds. And so I originally, my niche was because I love the ketogenic diet so much. And I'd work with patients that had seizures, but just didn't think as far as getting to a point where I could scale my business. And so that's when I transitioned to weight loss. Yeah, that's great that you were noticing what you were passionate about in a clinical setting, but you didn't see how it could be bigger, how you can make a lot of money from it. Mm -hmm. By starting the program and seeing what's possible, you're able to basically take what you were passionate about and turn it into a, a business that's making money for you. Yes, and there's a lot of interest. A lot of people are curious about the ketogenic diet. They just don't know where to start. So. Yeah, yeah. Working with people through all the misinformation is a business within itself when it comes to diets, right? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> and then, how much has your niche evolved? Because you said you didn't even have an Instagram feed to start. So, is this where you started and landed with the keto diet, or was there any evolution? So it's funny. So I will say when I just had a business name, I was all over the place. I wanted to get several certifications. I wanted to do functional nutrition, you know, just was struggling with that and had a conversation um, with Libby and was thinking keto and epilepsy. And we talked through that and then we landed at keto and weight loss. And I have been there ever since I started the program. So very, very quickly, I, I landed on keto and weight loss. That's awesome. It's always helpful when embarking on this journey. If you have like a little spark, you kind of know where you want to really come through and shine and find what's really going to light you up and bring you joy. So that's always great. So kudos to you for figuring it out early. 
And now that you've gotten to this place, can you share with us what it was like before you got here? Like, has this always been a dream? And like, what really kicked kicked you into action for making you start this and take it from being a name to like a business on this level? I will say when I was a child, I actually told my dad that I was going to make my own hours one day. And my dad at the time was like, no, you're going to have to get a job. And I remember saying, no, I'm going to make my own hours. And so I've always wanted to have my own business. I just wasn't sure how to go about it. And I think a little bit of fear, not really understanding what I needed to do to own my own business. And once I moved into medical sales, I essentially am an entrepreneur, um, even though I do work for a company. And so I've gotten better sales skills. So I know how to market myself, questions to ask customers. And so I'm used to hearing no. And so, you know, when I'm having discovery calls, if somebody says no, it's not a big shock or my feelings aren't so hurt. I'm like, you know, on to the next, you know, I know they'll come back eventually. So I have confidence in myself, which as a clinical dietitian, I don't think I had, like, I didn't even think I'd be great at this. So that's kind of how I've evolved to where I am now. Elise, thank you so much for sharing that evolution. I think a lot of people can find your experience really, really connected to their own, because oftentimes you have these big dreams, you tell people about them, and they shoot you down. If it's not a relative, it might be a boss, it might be a friend, even a significant other. But what I really love that you said is that, but if you just have the confidence, regardless of the no's or the people telling you you can't, you just persevere and push through, you can do it. And Shalise is like a living, breathing example of what's possible if you just go through and take every step with confidence. And can you share with the listeners who are wanting to step in to their truth, they want to pursue entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to do it. So big part of this process, the method really pushes no like, and trust. And that does involve having an Instagram feed, showing up in your stories. So I would love for you to provide the listeners one or two tips for how they can effectively start to build the no like, and trust that's going to help generate income for them. Rip the bandaid off, <laughs> show up, show, show your face. I mean, don't worry about getting it perfect and getting it right. Just start. You're going to evolve. And that's what I did. I, I was, I had a personal Instagram page, but I hadn't posted in two years. And so I was very fearful. I've never done stories. I just ripped the bandaid off and just started talking. And I still some days just start talking. And I think when people see that you are real, you have the same struggles as they do. And you begin to build that trust and that like factor. Yeah, usually people think things need to be perfectly thought out. You need to like slowly rip the bandaid off, but everyone knows it hurts more, right? When you do it like that, I'm like, come on now, let's use some logic. Just rip it off, like she said. Take a couple of hairs with you, if that means making money faster. I said, just rip the bandaid off. And I will also say that I'm authentically. So in my um, Instagram handle, it says faith. And so I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed to share that on my feed or share that in my post. 
And so because I want to draw women of faith, I'm attracting those women. I had a woman reach out to me that's doing mission work in Guatemala, who's just trying to do like keto on her own, but just said that, you know, my feed attracted her. So I'm not ashamed of my faith. Oh, I love that. That's another thing that is so important is just living your truth. So if a part of your brand is your religion, if it's your quirkiness, your humor, those are things people don't think about in terms of no like trust. It's almost like people think they need to put on a suit. That's not them. But I love that you brought that up. And that's a really good point to still honor who you are and your identity. And now that you are attracting people and you get to talk about the things you're passionate about, keto and faith, and it's garner you attention from as far away as Guatemala, which is freaking awesome. Can you share with the listeners how much money you have made and what's your next money goal? Yes. So I have made $1,500 and I'm so excited because I had zero. I can't stress that enough. I did not have any clients at all. So to make 1500 is huge for me. Um, and my next goal is I want to make 2500 So long-term goal, I want to be up there at 10K, have 10K months. So we're putting it out in the universe. <laughs> it is happening. I feel it. Let's go. And you got to let them know, how long have you been in this program? I started August 11th. Wow. August 11th. And today, you guys, as we're recording, this is September 29th. Wow. That's so impressive, Shalise. Congratulations. Thank you. I was honestly, I wasn't even expecting it, but I I mean, I put it out there. You know, like you said, my first group, that was another part of ripping the Band-Aid out off was I scheduled, my first group's going to start in September. I didn't want to wait till October. I, you know, started the program in August. I'm, I'm, my first group's in September. (laughs) And it happened and it happened and it happened. I love it. Cause that's, that's a big part of this is mindset Mm -hmm. and you are going to achieve whatever you say and your feelings too. So even if the words aren't there, if you're feeling hesitant, you, you, that's going to stand in your way. So not only do you have to say it, you got to like literally feel it deep down in your soul that you can do it. So I, I feel that in you that you are just like, I'm saying it, I'm feeling it. It's happening. I love it. So can you share a little bit more about your money story? You kind of hinted at you weren't even expecting to make this 1500. I know there's a tendency to have these limiting beliefs around how much money dietitians should be making because there's this industry standard that, you know, we're low paid or maybe even growing up, you mentioned it already, like wanting to work for yourself and people shooting you down and this ability to really have the things that you want for yourself. I would love for you to share your story around money so the listeners can be inspired by it. Yes. So working as a clinical dietitian, making 50 grand, you know, I did have limiting beliefs, but once I moved into sales, you make a lot more money in sales. And so when you are able to make commissions quarterly, you know, it's up to me to really go after that money, to really analyze my territory to make that money. So I know that the potential to make money is there. Um, And then starting to follow Libby from Temple Stewart is how I found Libby and just seeing, you know, how much dietitians are making. And I'm like, are you serious? I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it too. I just have to start. I can't keep talking about it. I have to put action. I have to start. Yes. I got my little jazz steps over (laughs) here. 
Because talking about it means nothing, honey. <laughs> it means nothing. You are so wise to just be able to see yourself in one of her clients and be like, I can do that. Because there is a tendency for people to look at people and be like, oh, that's great that she can do that or he can do that, but I can't do that. But to change your framing, like if someone else can do it and you see it happening, why can't that be you? Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about how you went from zero? You emphasize zero, hardcore, like we need to underline it, like five lines. You started from zero. So can you tell us? how you're able to grow your Instagram from zero to where it is now? Um, following the framework, showing up in, you know, in my feed, posting five times during the week and showing up in my stories daily, but at least showing my face at least three times a week. And I will say I was sick for like two weeks during when I first start within my first month, I was sick and I was just still showing up, just doing what I could featuring other accounts but just making sure that I was showing up each and every day that I could. Ooh, I love that. In spite of illness, she showed up, guys. She was not playing around. She knew she was starting her group in September. So you had to show up when you were sick, you when you were tired, and it paid off. It paid off. And can you share with us your process for creating content? Because you said you hadn't posted anything in almost two years. You barely knew how to use stories. So I can imagine you creating a Canva graphic must have been real interesting. Very interesting, y'all. <laughs> Even creating content, I was very confused but determined. And because I knew my strong point is sales, right? So where did I really need to spend my time? I needed to improve on what was a weakness for me, which is content. So that's an area that, you know, I needed to spend more time on. It would take me a lot longer than probably some of the others just developing my content, but I am getting the hang of it, doing my market research. Now that I've got clients, I know the content that they want to hear. So I'm getting better at it, but still evolving and still working on that content. And just like I said, just talking on stories and, and seeing again what other dietitian bosses are doing. Yeah, I can attest to this. Shalise has come a long way with, with creating graphics, you guys. But you know what I love about you is that you're resilient. If you couldn't create it, you repost it. And even though you had it in you to create content, you're like, I'm going to just keep doing it, keep creating it, and you get better over time, which is so important to note. And can you share with us how you've developed your messaging to reach more of your ideal client, the woman of faith who's looking to get into the keto diet? Yeah, so I am incorporating certain scriptures in my posts. And typically, I get a lot of comments from those posts. I'll have women that will actually message me and just send me messages that are, you know, inspired by that. Because I think sometimes we may say, like you said, be true to who you are. And sometimes we may say like, you know, oh, I'm about faith, but we may not let that shine through our content. And so that was something that I definitely wanted to use in my content, especially from a motivation and a mindset. Because if you are a woman of faith, you pray and you read scriptures and that's a way to keep having that positive mindset. 
I love that you're connecting with them in a meaningful way and you're not hiding from what matters and that's what they're looking for and you're giving it to them. So kudos to you. So I would love for them, the audience that is to listen to a little bit more about your social media. We're going to dig into it a little bit more. You said you hadn't posted in like two years. So can you share with us like what was on your feed from two years ago compared to now, especially now that you're incorporating the scriptures and keto content? So, I mean, it was just a personal page. I would just post random pictures of myself or whatever I had going on. I was, I don't really, I'm a private person. So I'm not one that just like sharing, you know, what I'm doing throughout the day. So I never went on stories. Um, I actually had to have my 15 year old niece had to help me with stories because I knew I needed to get on for this. And she had to give me a little tutorial about what to do. And I just didn't like being on social media, but in order to be a business owner, again, having that growth mindset, I couldn't stay closed off and say, I don't want to do it. I wanted to have a successful business. And I knew I needed to grow on Instagram and I needed to start developing content and, and doing research and figuring out, you know, what do my audience, what do they want to learn from me? So a lot of misinformation around the ketogenic diet. So kind of hitting those pain points. Yeah, Shalisha brought up a really, actually a few really good points that a successful business can only really become successful if you get uncomfortable doing the things that you aren't good at, not focusing on the things you are good at. So if you're good at sales, but you're not good at getting on stories, you better be working on the stories. If you're good at, again, the sales, but not good at creating content, not good in Canva, you better be spending time in Canva. But if you allow yourself to just be like, I'm going to avoid the icky sticky and like do everything that's easy and lets me like slide through it, you're missing out on all the important components of a successful business that's awkward strange weird uncomfortable and I love that you embraced it so thank you for sharing that and can you share a little bit because you are a salesperson so I'm super interested to hear especially since you know you're coming from medical sales is there any is it like medical nutrition sales so I mean actually I call on um, hospitals so it's hospital sales and so okay, hospital sales uh-huh all right, so you're coming from hospital sales. So can you share with us how your sales approach is different and how your mindset has evolved? Well, I would say my sales mindset is I, I have conversations with people. And so that's what you want to do with, you know, your nutrition business. You want to have conversations with people. You don't want to be robotic. You want to show people that you care. And again, even in the sales world, you have to build like, know, and trust factor. People buy from who they like. And so yeah. if you're real, if you're transparent, if you're honest with people, people like that and just be yourself. So I am always going to be Shalise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caring, caring and having a conversation and combining them, having a caring conversation can go a long way. So I know a lot of people are going to take that way, take that away as a very helpful nugget. So can you specifically provide us examples of how the dietitian boss method has empowered you? And you can even even share with us how it's empowered you to reach some of these money goals that you mentioned early on. I think the dietitian boss method has helped because there is a framework set up. And it's a proven framework. And if you follow the framework, because there are a lot of successful clients, 
it works. And so not making up stuff that I want to do because it sounds like a good idea, but knowing that Libby is the coach and she has other great coaches on her team and that this has worked time and time again. And I can't stress enough, follow the framework and not create your own way. Because when you create your own way, then you get frustrated. Do the framework. And honestly, if you do it, the money will come. Don't get frustrated if it doesn't happen on day one, day 10. Just keep doing it. Keep doing the steps. Keep doing it. And eventually it will come. I mean, I'm excited when I have more followers. You know what I'm saying? People, I'm, you know, I'm getting more women. I'm not getting men. That lets me know my message is resonating with women. And that is my ideal client is a woman. So I'm getting women of faith again, because I'm following the framework and I'm doing exactly what I've been told and not making up things outside of the framework. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking so much truth because embarking on this journey, you are making investment in your education to have a successful business. And oftentimes it can come with irrational thinking, thinking, well, I want it faster. I'm going to try this. But like you said, if you've been handed a proven framework, it's been proven. It's been proven. I'll say it one more time. It's been proven. So follow the framework. You said framework, I think about eight or nine times. I was like, oh, wow. But you're absolutely correct. If you go off and do your own thing and you make stuff up, then really it's going to be a challenge to really find success. So I love that you have found that this framework and having access to the coaches and people that are helping you be set up for success to be instrumental in you being where you are today. So thanks for elaborating on that. So it's been a pleasure having you on. The next thing I want to ask you is what's next in your business? I am gearing up for my October group. And so I'm so excited. So I am enrolling women into my October group and just thinking ahead, you know, I want eight ladies in my mind. I want 16. And so I'm just putting it out there that I want, you know, I want to have two groups. And so I would love to have two groups of eight women. And so I'm just ready to continue and see where I go with my business. Yay. Well, I can't wait to hear an update. After already hearing what you've accomplished from August until now, I already know that this is possible. It's not a matter of if, but when. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited. And you can find Shalise as a reminder, you can find her keto period faith period weight loss on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.